Jeez. Yeah. All right. Somebody explain the concept of benefit versus value. Who wants to take a stab at it? Jonathan is sick today, so he's not with us. And I actually would have been directed at him. <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> I know. You make a show for John and he's not here and you're like, well, we're going to go anyway. Poor guy. Um, anybody? Say like um, a benefit is something that you actually can get out of something as a as a person, whereas a value, it's more, it's not as tangible, if that makes sense. It's more philosophical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's kind of like uh, if I want to, you know, want to try to lose weight, you know, there's a, what, what's the value of that versus the benefit? Well, the benefit is, um, well, you don't have heart disease mm-hmm. and the value is, you know, longer life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, there's an immediate sexy. Well, yeah, I mean, there's immediate benefit. Yeah, there's immediate benefit. I mean, also, yeah. let, let's say you 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 run ads. The immediate benefit is that people become more aware of who you are. But the value of that is over the long term, you build a broader awareness overall, and you build a stronger presence within the larger marketplace. Oh, does right. that make does that yeah does that make sense? Absolutely. Thank you, Mitch. Ding. Dang for the win. Five points. Yeah. Chicken dinner. Do I get yeah. to go to the bonus round? Mm. Uh, you at the beginning you didn't say what is. <laughs> <laughs> what is Alex? Uh, so real life companies or individuals that prioritize either benefit or value. So uh, discuss how to strike a balance between benefit and value and decision making. These are some of the things which is more important between all of these. Um, so between. Uh, benefit and value and decision making. Um, what, what do you think is more important between those two, benefit or value? If you're making a decision on something, I, I think they work together personally. I'm just sitting there thinking about it because a, ben- a benefit's more immediate. Value to me speaks more to the long term. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, mean a benefit is okay. More sales. Uh, the 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 value is that that makes you a stronger brand for the long term. If you're if you're closing more sales. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, what do you think, Nick? You're the, you're in sales. You're I, mean, I don't even know if I'm close on this. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. surmising, but yeah. I mean, you've had a lot. I've I've watched you in conversations with people, just kind of like nail down pretty like not immediately, but nail down like, hey, because we're trying to figure out their goals. We've sat in a lot of meetings together, and I know you set meetings with Mitch, where a lot of companies right now don't even know their goals, right? Or yeah. have a budget in place. Yeah, yeah. which I don't not understand that. Um, you know. To me, I, I look at this different as I think the benefit is more their personal side or the value is more their company side. So I guess I'm playing devil's advocate here to where you would choose a benefit that helps you personally and not so much the value for the company. So that's just, I guess, being deceitful. Well, I think it, work, it can work both ways. I mean, we've always said that when we talk to brand managers or people that sit in that, you know, marketing seat within the inside of a company, there is a personal benefit because they're, you know, it's their job and it, the, the, the focus is on them and their higher ups are looking to them to make good decisions and, and see results. Right. So it's not wrong. That's not wrong. I mean, it, there is a personal benefit to yeah. that individual. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, we also try to, because usually when, when we're talking to these different companies, they have one marketing director or one marketing person. Yeah, or a brand manager. Or, or a brand like manager. That. and But they're doing more 
with the company than that. They might be HR as well. They might be sales <laughs> as well. Uh -huh. So yeah, the benefit to bring us along is we're going to free up some of your time. So that way you're not stressed out, not wanting to come to work every exactly. morning. Mm -hmm. Well, the other, you know, the other thing about this is, is benefits and values. I mean, again, we've said benefits are more immediate. They're more in the, in the present. What does this do for me now? But also there's, if you're a brand and you have benef immediate benefits to a consumer, but as a brand, you also have values. Uh -huh. the, these are the things that matter to us. And if those things generally matter to the brand, they're going to matter to the, the end user as well. So, oh, I can, you know, I can get on board with that. I, I, like, I, like, I like their values. I like the things that they think are important. Those resonate with me. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And see, that's the thing that I've had with, uh, ironically, some people just kind of push back on. It's like, no, I can sell to people that don't believe what I believe. And I'm like, eh, no, you're not. And it's practically well, a scam then because I mean, how truthful is it if, right. you are, if they are going to get on board? It's disingenuous. Well, you're always going to have those people. Let's say, let's say price is most important to them. Mm-hmm. It it you know your your price point may push somebody over that, um, push someone over the threshold to make a purchase, even if your don't values don't completely align. You've got those people that are they're I would say their values agnostic. Mm -hmm. Price is the most important thing to them, mm -hmm. but those aren't the people you're going to build long term relationships with. Those aren't going to be your brand advocates. Unless yeah. they're just going to run around and tell people, you need to buy that brand of X because it's the cheapest and it, it just works. Yeah. And you don't really want that. You want them, you want to, you want them to go out and say like, you need to purchase this because it works. It's great. And I trust it. You know, you don't want them to base it on that price because well, you're going to lose a price war eventually because right. somebody else is going to come along to find out or figure out a better way. Technology is going to improve and there you've lost your edge. Right. For me, price, it's a its a psychological thing. We have thresholds in our costs, and the reason that they are what they are is because if we go below that, we seem more in line with, you know, a freelance shop or, you know, a, a solopreneur that can afford to sell at those rates because they don't have overhead. Well, and people think of you differently as yes, well. Like exactly. They'll, they'll, if, if you price yourself at that level, you're going to be treated by your customers at that level. And exactly. we don't... We don't, we don't want that. Yeah, yeah. You don't go into a corporate level client and sell services for just five hundred to a thousand dollars a month. They're going to look at you and they immediately think something's wrong. Why are you so cheap? Yeah. How are, are, you, you, are, yeah. are you not? Are you compensating for your a lack of experience or something like that? Yeah. Am I a test subject here, or is this actually? <laughs> yeah. So there is that. I was told a story a while back lady that would make jewelry and then three booths down at this flea market, another lady would make the same jewelry. She was charging $25 for a necklace. This lady was charging like a hundred dollars, but she, the hundred dollar lady, she had all the crowd. The other lady was like struggling to make a sale. And that's because people thought, well, it's cheap. So it probably won't last very long. Right. There is but, a, <laughs> the, the, I mean, oh, the, there is a sweet spot where price reflects value. Mm -hmm. Now you can go too far one way or the other. But that, and and that, that's a trick for a lot of brands. What you know, once they've got their costs, you know, figured out. Once they've got their material cost and production and all those sorts of things, then it's like, okay, how much beyond that do we charge? What is that sweet spot where people are going to to be attracted and come back? And that's where it it you that's where price alone isn't going to isn't going to do it. That's where value comes yeah. into play I mean, Benef I and be you know benefits 
benefits are important, but value starts to, to, to raise its head and become yeah. the deciding factor. I was talking with somebody, they uh, have a specific, they have a specific product and it's fine. Um, and I don't mean fine, like the joke and the acronym fine. I, I genuinely mean that it, it, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, the price, however, is a problem. It's cheap in comparison to their goal and what they want to reach, which is a more executive corporate type of clientele, their, their copy. It's not a design issue on their website or anything. It's just, there's some design issues, but it's the copy doesn't read as sharply as the competition that does reach corporate, but there's a 50% price increase per month on the corporate option than it is on theirs. And they need to match that at least uh, to get to that because if the other one is really working and they're making, you know, several millions of dollars and this other one's like, you know, still kind of in the startup phase, it kind of gives you a kind of a bit of a clue. Like you can build your base on some of the, you know, those types of clients are at half price. But then when you start to get in a business, you graduate. There's businesses like graduate like high schoolers. You know, you spend four years doing a thing. Well, yeah, you can keep doing that, but now you start to grind out everybody that is in in the company because yeah. you're doing more of the same. So do you want 20 clients that pay a low amount that barely pay the checks, or do you want four clients that are part of a foundation for the company, and then anything else beyond that is just either profitable or which you hope is profitable, or is just, you know, if you lose one of the pillars, then you don't, You've got other things that are revenue streams, or it adds value to your brand. Well, yeah. well you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of companies that make that make a critical mistake when it comes to sales. Your price should be your price. Mm-hmm. I, I understand trying to make a sale, you you lower that price, but your price is your price. Why do why do the same thing cheaper when everybody in the company? that is is working is going through the same amount of stress. Mm-hmm. Your price should be your price. Yeah. No matter what. Well, then it's on you to back up why that price. Yes. Matt, why that, exactly. why that, what that you have price, to deliver. The value. You yeah. have to deliver. Yeah. You, and you, you, it's funny, the value benefit thing, you almost can't have one without the other because your value, part, part of what builds your value are the benefits. But there's other things that build value as well. I was thinking about car companies. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, how many car companies in the world? And they all pretty 4. much. 4.7 billion. <laughs> yeah, something like that. They all build basically the same mechanism. What separates them isn't just the benefits. It's how they couch the value of those benefits. So when you're looking at the difference between, let's say, Chevrolet and Subaru, all you've got to do is look at their advertising. And that, that tells you they, they communicate pretty well. They differentiate themselves when it comes to the value. Do you remember when Kia started? Yeah. Oh my God! And Michaela, you're I can't believe I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say this, but you're too young for this to remember. Oh. Um, but I remember Nick. Do you remember Kia when they first started? I do. Yeah, two for one. Yes. You know that just communicated. No, that, shitty, that, was, <laughs> that was no, that was Hyundai. Oh uh, well, no. Kia, well, no, Kia did, Kia did, Kia did, did it. Yeah. yeah. Kia did it. Kia was like, yeah, two for one. That just communicated shitty car. Well, <laughs> but the, it's the same. <laughs> At the same time, though, part part of what really part of what made them successful was though is when they first introduced the Cepheia, which was their first. It was sort of a Corolla. Isn't that like a setting in Photoshop? Maybe. <laughs> no, they, that's sepia. Oh. They, 
the Kia Cephia was basically, you know, they, they, you know, it was a thing where they just ran it for a hundred thousand miles and it, it was a, it was a long lasting car. That was the first hit. It was the, the local dealers were running the two for one promotion, but that, that was to help build presence in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. If we get more of these people, see more of these cars on the road. Okay. They're going to wonder, Oh, well, everybody's buying them. There's, I'm seeing a lot of the people think that way. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of those on the road. They yeah. must be a good car. Well, look at what happened with, uh, mint mobile, you know, mint mobile was very aggressive in marketing and advertising for four years. And now they're acquired by uh, T-Mobile. Uh, they were running on T-Mobile's network anyway, because it's not like they can just make their own network and run their own lines on cables and stuff. They've got to like you know co-op with somebody, so they went with T-Mobile. And, they were a reseller, basically. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know now they've sold for I don't know what the the tag was. Some you know one point something billion. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was billion. It's one point B, something. <laughs> yeah, B is in boy. Yeah. Does, that, does that point something really even matter when you got that billion behind it? I, no. I, I told my wife and daughter we were talking about. I said, "Yeah, Ryan Reynolds just sold his his mobile company for." I said, "I said I think something like a billion dollars." They said, "It couldn't have been a billion dollars." And they looked up and they go, "I'll be darned." Yeah, a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, so you know he's. He's in a position where he don't have to work. He, he has always been in a position where he doesn't have to work. I mean, he bought a you know soccer team, or for those out yeah, there. Yeah, but that's football. been a, that's been fairly recent. Yeah, but he had some lean years. Yeah, he did. I mean, you know, Aviation Gen I think was one of the first ones that he poured into to kind of you know pun no pun intended <laughs> um, to really get sold. And seven hundred million was the price tag on that one. But in the in the recent. Um, announcement commercial with the CEO of T-Mobile, you know, he mentions his company, his branding agency, Maximum Effort. Maximum Effort was behind all of these. Like, if you see Ryan Reynolds' face on something promoting a product, his agency, his brand agency, like, same as ours, is is behind that, pushing out branding and the marketing on that. Um, and, and I think that that's a lesson for everybody to start paying attention to, if you've not, over the last two, three years, because branding has become way more important, because it has... It, it lasts. It's like, uh, it, it's got legs. It just runs and runs and runs. Um, marketing can sometimes only go as far as your, your pay, like how much you can spend. So well, it's, just, you know. it's important to remember that your marketing, your advertising, all of those things, all orbit brand. Yeah. You got to have that nailed down first. And that's, what's going to help perpetuate the other arms. The, the marketing plan, marketing planning, which goes into the advertising. Yeah. It's all got to orbit brand. Yeah. And people have to understand, like, it doesn't mean it's cheaper. Branding is not cheaper. There's an agency that just is giving away brand strategy for free. And I'm just like, so you're going to give away the time that it takes to consume one's mind or minds on your company to sit and think about somebody's stuff and figure out how to advertise it and grow it and project that brand and its strategy. That's ridiculous. That's insane. Because your costs, it's it's a high cost. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like having a, it's like business consultants know this. It's crazy how they t- equivalent it to like a task that somebody needs help with or like a babysitter. Like it's a Yeah, favor. that's a it's, good point. It's not something that's to be taken with a grain of salt. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I see where they're going with it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, get the brand nailed down and then the marketing advertising comes in and that becomes where all the markup happens. Yeah, but branding's never done. You know, like, well, no, it's, like, like you said, 
it's a belief and beliefs can change and evolve as the brand grows. You know, things are going to change. The, the world changes. So branding is not, it's kind of like with SEO. People think because they hear organic <laughs> SEO, it's free. No, it's not. It's a lot of work. You know, we got somebody right now asking for that and I'm going through that and showed them some stuff and, you know, good luck fixing it because it's too damn technical for them to frankly get around it. Um, but even though it's very simple and elementary to me, it's like it takes time. They're going to spend several days figuring that out. So, Well, if you're talking about who, who I think you're talking about, like they're – what they do, what they mainly do isn't showing up. It's something that doesn't bring in a whole lot of money for them. Is, is that who we're talking about? Um, yeah. So it's like you, the keywords that people are searching, you're not even nowhere in the same universe as every other company out there. Yeah. I mean, it's important to understand how people find you, but just because you get the words like, Oh, look at how they found us. Maybe that's not how you want to be found. Right. There's always that extra step to kind of think through like, okay, I got a hundred leads. Well, maybe they're not very good. <laughs> Quantity versus quality. Yeah. So there's your benefit, and there's another benefit and value type. Yeah. What do you? It, well, exactly. What do you? Va- I mean, where's the value? I mean, that immediate benefit is something, but the long the the long term value you're getting from that isn't what you want. Yeah. I trust John and Nick to focus on accounts and prospects that have high value and an immediate intent to close and buy. Others that are a little slow, I trust their common sense to go like, I'll get to that one. And because, you know, that's what you got to do it. Um, and so, you know, I think that quality, that's where you get to like the quality and quantity thing. Uh, but anyways, that's been this episode of the Nerd Brand Podcast. Uh, if you liked it, subscribe. You can go to Spotify, iTunes, all the places. Uh, and we appreciate you listening. We want to thank our listeners to this episode of the Nerd Brand Podcast. You can check out this episode and future ones at nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast. Or head Apple Podcast or Spotify app and search for Nerd Brand and download and subscribe. We'll see you next week, and remember, keep your nerd brand strong.